Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. The Blast from Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to Action Action, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list and it's there. So <laughs> it exists. Uh, it exists. Uh, my name is James and I'm joined by always by Dustin. Hello. And we're a part of the BFOP network. We got um, uh, Revenge. <laughs> so close. Okay. Kill Resurrection. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Revenge? <laughs> return. <laughs> Red return. Revenge. Resurrection. Return. Revenge. Resurrection. Okay, got it. One of it. these days. One of these days. Um, that's, one, that's one of the shows? That's one of the shows. Um, we got Talking Back. Talking Back. We, podcasting After Dark. Yep. And then The Blast From Our Past. Yeah. I think that's what we're, uh, we're at now. Yeah. I think so. I think the Seinfeld one is over, if I'm is not it? mistaken. I don't okay. know. Corey will have to let us know. So we'll sh- we should stop advertising for it? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you can go listen to it. It's out there. Yeah, you can listen it's to Cartwright. it. Cartwright. It still exists. Um, so what's going on, Dustin? Um, yeah. What have yeah. you, you been up to? What have <laughs> you been watching? Uh, what's your seek? What's your destroy? Oh, boy. Okay. So I did. I watched more movies this, than I have in a little while. This, okay. Between last episode and, and this so one. So have I. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. We got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, I watched a kid's movie and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I did watch a kid's movie. <laughs> okay. I, I am like all over the map with what I watched. But okay. Well, you a little go, variety. You go first. You go first. Life. Uh, well, okay. So, you know, William Friedkin, uh, the famous director, just passed away a few days ago. Yep. Uh, I started The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Definitely a classic. I uh, wasn't able to get like get through watching it yet. Cause One sitting, yeah. It's just... My kids are around, you know. Mm-hmm. My wife doesn't want to watch want, it. They don't want to see. They don't want to see a child spewing green vomit. I mean, <laughs> I want them to see that. <laughs> I want <but> them <laughs> to see it. <laughs> Get it over now. They need to watch it. Uh, but yeah, so actually, a few days before he died, I had uh, I decided I wanted to rewatch The Hunted, which uh, I got the idea already from Tapes of Fate had sent me some of his zines, his Night of the Bloody Tapes zines, and I was reading his reviews. And I was like, oh, yeah, The Hunted. I saw that in the theater when it came out, but haven't watched it since. Turns out that was 20 goddamn years ago already. Holy. 2003 is when that came out. Um, so this was a William Friedkin movie yeah, with uh, Benicio Del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, did you ever see this? It's like Benicio Del Toro. He's like a military black ops assassin kind of guy. But at this point, it's after like after the um, the he's- second Iraq war. He's like in the forests and he's doing yes. like a Rambo thing where he's killing hunters and stuff like that. Yes. He's kind of lost his marbles. I did see this. It's like Rambo, except he's like full on psychotic. Um, and so then Tommy Lee Jones is like this, a survival hunter tracker dude. He's like, I he's don't not actually, care. <laughs> he's not actually a military guy, but he trained, uh, uh these guys and he right. trained, he actually trained 
Benicio's character. Um, they want him to help like track him down. And so of course he trained him. Yeah. He was one of the guys that trained, trained him how to him. kill. Uh, it's actually really good. It's a good movie. I liked it then. Hadn't seen it in all this time, and it, and it holds up really well. It's actually it's got a f- some sick knife fighting in it. Um, the action is just really well done. Feels realistic. Feels grounded. Goes from being in like the forest to like being in the city. So it's got this like contrast of you know the two jungles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed rewatching it. Um, and then I also and I also watched after Friedkin passed. I rewatched uh, To Live and Die in L.A., which is his 1985 movie with uh, William Peterson and Willem Dafoe. Uh, have you ever seen that one? No. Kind of. I think a lot of people confuse it and think it's a Michael Mann movie because it just has that 80s vibe, right? Crime movie, but also because William Peterson is in this and Manhunter, which was Michael Mann. Uh, fucking banger. Really good action thriller. Uh, William Peterson's character is kind of unhinged. He's like a he's a uh, secret service agent who's trying to track down Willem Dafoe, who is a uh, counterfeiter uh, who killed his partner. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those he'll go to any lengths to get him things, but it's not necessarily presented. You know, Friedkin was smart, so he doesn't present it as like, yeah, '80s rah rah, like yeah, you do what it takes to get this fucker. It's this guy is. Uh, he's he's not right like he's off <laughs> oh, okay. he's going too far uh hmm. to do this kind of thing um it's got one of the all-time great endings to a movie in my opinion uh so yeah for some reason people out there haven't watched to live and die in la check that out also uh watched death race 2000 the cult the original death race 2000 from 1975 yep. with uh keith keith carradine and or sorry david carradine and uh I haven't seen that one. Has I've Stallone seen the in it? New one. Stallone really? is a rival racer um, in it, and okay. it is a crazy fucking movie. If you've never seen, it. it's got Mary Warnoff, Martin Cove from Karate Kid is one of the racers too. Um, it's a wacky movie. It's pretty fun. Uh, it's got some good gore in it actually. It's like you know, there's all they get points for running down pedestrians and stuff like this <laughs> in the race and. And like oh, so certain types are worth more. Like it's old not on lady. a closed <laughs> track. No, no, it's not. It's like well, like yeah, no, it's does, it's not on a closed track. Like parts of it seem like it's a closed track, but then they'll go into parts where they're like going through a city or through oh, because a, a countryside area where people are. Isn't the remake? It's like prison or something. Yeah, I saw the remake when it came out. I don't really remember a lot about it. It's like, this is Statham, right? Yeah, it's like prison, and then they like race. Basically, they can't get out. It's like they have to keep racing or something. I, I'm not really sure. This is like a weird, there's like a weird dystopian future government. Oh, okay. This is the sport that everyone loves because it's got so much bloodshed in it and stuff. Um, Humans never change. Yeah. It's a funny movie, though. It's got some comedy and stuff in it for sure. Right. And, you know, satirical sort of uh, commentary on society and stuff. But it's fun. Uh, and it's not very long either. It's like 70 minutes, 75 minutes, something like that. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, uh, that first movie that you were talking about. Um, Hunted. The Hunted. Yeah. yeah. The Hunted. Mm-hmm. That movie, uh, it always reminds me, I was trying to think of what it was, and it's The Edge. Have you ever seen that? The Edge, yeah, with Anthony Hopkins yeah. and Alec Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. I actually rewatched that not that long ago, a couple of years maybe ago. So it always reminds me of that one, which is like it's such a, I like forget about that movie, but it's mm-hmm. just every now and then I remember and I'm like, that movie's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's it, fun. Um, 
Yeah, I saw that's another one I saw in the theater and then didn't rewatch until just like maybe a year ago or something. It's just one of those like they're in the woods and like this primal instinct and then, yeah. like, you know, kind of you thing. You got to survive in the element. Who's yeah. a man enough to survive? Yeah, exactly. Uh, then I got a couple sinks for you. Uh, one is called Slay Ground. Slay Ground. It's a great, great title. Uh, I th- I was under the impression for some reason that this was a slasher movie because I, I think I saw it on a list somewhere or something. Uh, and so I finally watched it. It's not. It's like a crime movie. And I, I should have made this connection. I didn't realize earlier. It's based on a um, Donald Westlake novel. He did uh, all these Parker novels. Mm. Um, so they made, they've made movies about Parker before, like uh, Point Blank with Lee Marvin is about this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they did Payback with... Uh, Mel Gibson, oh, but yeah. they called him Porter in that one. Payback's good. Yeah, and so the Point Blank is great. Um, and so this is the same character in this one. It's based on the, the Slayground book, but for some reason they change his name to Stone in, in this movie instead of Parker. Okay. Uh, it's Peter Coyote in that role. Um, it's largely boring, but there is a really cool finale in an abandoned amusement park that's really fun where he goes up against this killer who's been after him and has been killing his friends and stuff. Um, that part was really awesome. And the rest of the movie was like pretty, Boy. pretty fucking dry to get to that point. Ugh. So I'm, gl- I'm glad it at least had the cool ending. But y- yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it's like worth <laughs> tracking down unless you're like, I love fucking carnival like settings so much. Right. I got to see this. And the other sink is this movie called Tilt uh, from 75 or 79, sorry, with uh, Brooke Shields, where she is a young uh, pinball kind of wizard who oh. goes around hustling people at bars and stuff. I mean, it sounds good. Sounds good. Not really. It's pretty boring. That's uh, too bad. The only real joy I got from this movie, I mean, it is fun to watch, you know, some people playing pinball and whatever and having these little bets and stuff, but... The only really fun thing about this movie is Charles Durning. Um, he's an actor I'm sure you'd recognize. He was a, he was a big fat dude. He's in a ton of movies. Oh, yeah. Um, he is like, he owns his bar and he is like, he is also a pinball wizard. And so she ends up going like up against him. But every time he plays pinball in the movie, he dan- he gets all excited and he dances, starts dancing this weird jig. And he's like, he's just a very rotund man. Yeah. And it just looks very funny and like... He's having such a good time playing pinball. He just starts dancing like a jig kind of thing where he's like kicking his legs out and stuff. And okay. Getting really into the pinball and he's really good at it. I'm like, I don't know if I buy this old fat guy for some reason <laughs> as a real pinball guy. But uh-huh. yeah. So but another movie that was pretty boring. Hard, it's a hard one to track down these days as well. So I think I watched a VHS rip of it because oh, okay. there's no DVD or Blu-ray or anything for it. Last movie I'll mention. Rewatched King of New York, the uh, Abel Ferreira movie, Ferrara, with Christopher Walken. Did you ever see this? It's got. Um, I don't think so. It's got Wesley Snipes, David Crusoe, What's Lawrence about? Fishburne. Uh, Christopher Walken is like a gangster who gets out of prison, goes home, and he starts like reforming his organization where he he's decided he's gonna like kind of be the big guy that runs everything he's trying to take over all these other gangs he's getting rid of gangs that he thinks are like actually harmful to the community and stuff and he's like trying to do stuff like put aside money from their dealings to to like build a hospital for like poor kids and stuff like this okay yeah he's like 
he's like, I'm sick of this. And so he works with Lawrence Fishburne and a bunch of guys. The other Italians hate him because he works with black people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's got, he's kind of at war with these different gangs. And then there's these cops, uh, David Crusoe and Wesley Snipes and uh, Victor Argo, I think, is the other one. Yeah. Who they want to nail him so bad that they like become dirty um, and go, you know. Uh, so it's all this crime warfare kind of thing right. where the cops are dirty the, the criminals are dirty christopher walken is a criminal and he's a murderer but he's also kind of like the good guy in this story interesting which is kinda, yeah kind of interesting it's actually really good pretty violent uh it's a fun 90s early well it's 1990 um yeah it's it, has, it feels different than you know goodfellas or some of those movies like mm-hmm. the palmas or scorsese's or stuff like that where we're coming out at the time it's got its own flavor to it, so uh, yeah, I really liked it. Really mm. enjoyed it. Cool. Glad I rewatched it. Nice. Uh, well, let's see here. So I'm going to start with the kids' movie I watched. I watched um, a 2020 movie called Bigfoot Family. <laughs> uh, this thing is a complete piece of shit. <laughs> um, you hear it, that? It's very. <laughs> it's not good. Um, like I almost want somebody like you or John to watch it to like, (laughs) to be, tell me I'm right. Tell me this is terrible. Well, it's just odd. Like this, the plot line. So the, the plot is there's a Bigfoot. He has a family. There's like an oil company that claims to have clean oil Right. Mm-hmm. So they have this patent thing that, to get oil out clean. Um, well, it turns out Bigfoot goes up to protest or something, disappears, and then it's uncovered that it's they're actually just like setting off this bomb underground, which makes the oil rise to the surface. <laughs> Anyways, um, Yada, yada, yada. There's a bunch <laughs> of bad guys. Um, there's one character that pretends to be a local or is a local, pretends to be a hippie protester, but it's actually a bad guy. And his character is very odd. He talks about like they're going to go get the son of Bigfoot and they're going to kill him. Basically, he has no problem with killing because like or setting off a bomb because that's how he blew up his orphanage. Like what the fuck? Yeah, like weird. This is a kids movie. This is a kids movie. Like it's very odd, and like I was laughing because I'm like, what the fuck? It just, uh, I don't know. It's very odd. Um, not very well done. It's. I looked up the company because I was like, what? Like what production company put this together? And and I don't have it offhand, but they like produce a whole bunch of these like off-brand kids movies yeah. that are on like netflix and okay, shit like yeah. that and i haven't seen any of the other ones i imagine they have like weird story <laughs> like plot lines in those two right like and they'd be like uh, the, i blew up an abortion clinic yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it was just uh, very odd uh so i would say avoid weird um don't watch it. Then I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Volume oh, you did? Three. Yep. I watched it with my wife because uh, it's available on Disney Plus now. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. 
It was fun. <laughs> That's it, eh? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... I guess I was expecting it to be amazing, but I was... I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what this one was about. So in watching it, I'm like, oh, like this is like some dark shit. There's some shit. dark shit in it, yeah. Like this is fucked up. And so you definitely, it's all about raccoon, Rocket's like backstory. Right. right yeah. So it's pretty sad. <laughs> it's pretty sad and pretty fucked up. So, um, so my understanding, it was like a shampoo company that was doing this to Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. <laughs> um, no, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I mean, I gave it three and a half stars, so I, I quite enjoyed it. But um, my kids were really interested, so we watched the first one. Right, okay. So I watched the first one with them. Yeah. and uh, Did they like it? We're almost done, but um, yeah, they quite enjoy it. They really Are they going to be able to handle the third one? That's some, that's some pretty hardcore shit they I, get into in the third one. I don't know if they'll be able to handle the third one. Um, yeah. Pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Uh, and then I watched uh, They Clone Tyrone. Oh, yeah. Is that good? Uh, I liked it. It's long. It's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, it takes a while to kind of get there. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those like I had it on. I wasn't paying complete attention to it. But okay. um, it's a movie, though, right? It's a movie. I've, I've heard some good things about it. And I was like, oh, really? A Netflix thing that's good? Like, that sounds that sounds crazy. <laughs> I liked it. Like, they could have cut a lot out of it. But uh, I liked it. It was long. It was, like, interesting concept. Mm. Um, I would recommend it. Okay. And then, for whatever reason, I um, I was just cruising on Netflix just trying to... I don't know. I was like interested in a drama or something. Anyways, I found this a couple days ago. And so I watched it last night and it's the substitute. Oh yeah. With, uh, Tom, Tom Berenger. Yeah. Did you, have you seen this? Oh, hell yeah. I remember renting those movies when they, back when they were coming out, the substitute movies. So I never seen it and I had so much, like so much joy from watching this movie <laughs> because it's so fucking weird. And now it's been a long time. So it's one of those teacher fights the students kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so weird. So, uh, his, so he's like, a special forces, ex special forces. He's like a, a merc now. Yeah. And, uh, his girlfriend is a teacher at this, like, inner city school like run by gangs and so she gets jumped and injured so she says to him oh you need to call the principal and get a substitute well instead he becomes a substitute right right he he like has his crew and he like sets it all up so he has like all these masters from like harvard and yale right right so it looks like he's got all the credentials and he like uh, he sees, he gets the lay of the land and he's like, some shit's going on in this school. Like there's money and drugs somewhere. So he's, he figures out like what's going on. He puts, he gets his crew involved. He like sets up cameras everywhere. It turns out like the principal is in on it with the leader of the one gang of the, in the school. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like this other gang, like local gang that like uh, supplies all the drugs and all this stuff. It becomes like a crazy 
like almost like 80s style uh, drug war <laughs> like uh, movie. And, you know, there's like a siege on the school, like at the oh, wow. end, like quite enjoyable. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Shit. I have to rewatch it. Um, there's a sequels too. The sequels have Treat Williams instead of Tom Berenger, no, okay. who just passed not that long ago, Treat Williams. But, uh, yeah, I don't really remember them. I remember I liked them, but like, yeah. yeah it was just weird because, like, I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, I knew that you were watching movies not that long ago where it was like, yeah, well, teachers I watched, fight uh, back. Right? I watched the class of 1999 movies. Yeah. And I watched uh, 187 with Samuel L. Jackson a little while back. So, yeah, some of those same type of vibes for sure. Yeah, so it's like it's got the the teacher fights back and the, like the violence, but it's also got a little bit of that uh, dangerous minds. Yeah, yeah, in there too. So right. it's like, you know, like the kids want to learn; they're changing, right? <laughs> gonna help them. <laughs> gonna help them by killing all these by drug killing dealers. All the bad ones. <laughs> gonna, gonna take out the bad apples. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Nice. So. Um, but that's about it. Uh, oh, actually, the only other thing is I watched one um, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah. Which one did you watch? I watched the Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah. One. Yeah. Just sad. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the episodes, I know. Just like, they're, they're just, just like sad. <laughs> it's just sad. It's just like, I don't, it's amazing how like these guys come from like nothing or just like, I don't know. Not all of them. Like some of them work really hard to get to where they are, but some of them, it's just like, like Bam Bam Bigelow. It was just like the way he is, the body type he was had, and like, just kind of. He had the uh, the presence. He yeah, had the, he had the look. You know, with the tattooed head and everything. But yeah, man, Bam Bam Bigelow. I had the I had this the Nintendo game, the first ever. WWF video game for Nintendo I had and you could only choose between six fucking characters on the game yeah that was it that was all you had <laughs> and uh Bam Bam Bigelow was one of them on that very first isn't that game. crazy that is crazy I think it just happened to be that he came he was there at the right time when they were developing it and they were he was a guy they were looking to push and everything so well they talk about when he came in and he was like all of a sudden he was at the top like yeah he was, he was like yeah he was teaming up with team. Hogan yeah and and so there's talk uh, like in the episode where they talk about how Andre the Giant yeah he did not like beat him. the shit out of him yeah <laughs> it's like you need to like learn your place kid yeah which is a, that was a very common thing in the business yeah. at that time yeah yeah so yeah so uh yeah so I look forward to watching more. Um, yeah, it's the season just wrapped up. the The last episode was uh, the Marty Jannetty, uh, you know, oh, Shawn okay. Michaels' old tag team partner. Yeah, thing uh, it was a good one. Yeah, so let's get to the movie this week. Uh, so it was my pick, and I thought, you know what, I need a little Chuck in my life. Yeah, <laughs> don't know why. Uh, I'm kind of glad I did though. We watched 1985's Code of Silence. Let's hear a trailer. Code of Silence. Chuck Norris lays down the law as the toughest cop in Chicago in his most dramatic film yet. Eddie Cusack is a good cop. Having a bad day. My brothers, I promise. 
promise you blood for blood. With a murder to solve. I want this guy Cusack. I want to know where he is, what he's doing, where he lives. I want him. Squad, this is 1462. I need backup. Hey, you don't want to be in here. I want your opinion. I'll beat it out of you. Chuck Norris. Code of Silence. The toughest cop in the world just got tougher. All right, so Code of Silence. A Chicago cop is caught in the middle of a gang war while his own comrades shun him because he wants to take down an irresponsible cop. Yeah. So this movie had levels. Yeah. It had layers. There's some layers, some textures. Yeah. There was some shit going on. Kind of surprised. I was really (laughs) surprised, honestly. Uh, I was not expecting this. I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Oh, nice. I Um, wasn't sure how you were going to... I was watching it and I was like, I wasn't sure how you were going to react to this one. Okay, so don't know anything about this movie going into it. Never seen it before. Never even seen a trailer. I watched a trailer. Yeah. Uh... I was like, I'm going to pick a Chuck Norris movie. I watched the trailer for this and I was like, okay, sure. Cool. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's it. That's all I, mm-hmm. did, have you seen it before? I have not. I remember the, I remember the box art. I remember seeing it around in the video stores days, but I wasn't a huge Chuck Norris guy as a kid. Like I did see some of his movies, but I wasn't like, I'm going around to make sure I watch all the Chuck Norris films or anything like that by any means. He was right. from that era. He was kind of probably one of my least favorite. Um, I think we've talked about that a little bit on the in the past when we've done a couple of his movies, but we did we have been kind of uncovering the gems. I feel like lately, like Invasion USA is a total banger. Oh, awesome! Top Dog Dog certainly has an appeal. Fucking love Top. <laughs> you know what? I'll put Top Dog up against almost any action movie. Okay, like that movie slaps. <laughs> I think you like it a little more than I do, but yeah, man, it's fun. That movie it is, fun. is fucking unbelievable. It is crazy. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, he has a dog as a partner. Okay. <laughs> Fighting Nazis. Okay? Yeah, That's the part that takes it to another level. Like there is everything. There's explosions. There's gunfights. There's fights, circus Nazis there's that do flips and stuff. Circus Nazis. <laughs> And then there's uh, a montage where the kid goes with the dog to a fair and dresses yeah, up. Yeah, there's a makeover. <laughs> there's a makeover montage <laughs> with the dog. Um, but yeah, no, so I had never actually seen this one. Um, I remember, I think, reading a little bit about it when we did Above the Law, the Seagull movie, because uh, Andrew Davis, the same director, did did that. Oh, okay. And then he went on to do Under Siege and The Fugitive and you know some pretty big movies. So yeah. I knew he's a he's a solid action director, so I knew that much going into the movie. But I still was surprised. But this is kind of like yeah, there's action, but it's kind of throwback to like uh, detective. Yeah, well, like, okay, so like this crime stuff. It, it was developed uh, to be, I think, the fourth, the third or fourth um, Dirty Harry movie. The guys who wrote the script wrote it oh, intending for that it to makes be sense. a Dirty Harry movie. Yeah, um, and then for whatever reason, that didn't work out. They made some other movie to be the that fourth Dirty Harry. So then this got ended up being this Chuck Norris movie. But it's interesting to watch too because Chuck Norris, um, you know, at this time he was doing all these canon movies, right. and this isn't a canon movie. This is the one non-canon movie he did 
I think it was from 84 to 90 or something like that. Okay. So this is the only one. This came out the same year as Invasion USA, actually. So it, but it was an Orion movie. So, um, well, like Orion, it feels like a real it, movie. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like a real movie for sure. It yeah. still feels like it's in that realm. Sure, yeah. But it's just a, it's a little classier, a little better executed. Yeah, filmmaking uh, is uh, is more professional. Yeah, know? I mean, it, it is a little slow in some spots, but it's not like fucking real slow like <laughs> in some canon movies right it's you, like you can hit a hit a yeah you know you can cut some a of the patch. shit out yeah. <laughs> you, can cut, you can cut out this stupid D- ADR daughter in Avenging Force <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but yeah so I was pleasantly surprised too um, and you know talking about layers and stuff like so yeah the general plot is uh, you know Chuck Norris is after this Colombian gang lord who is starting a war with the... Well, I guess the other guys started the war first, whatever. Well, see, um, I don't really know because, yeah, like he has this... He set up this bust that he's been working on for a month or a year. I don't know. Might as well be the same thing. So I can't, a drug deal. Yeah. yeah. Six months, I think they say or okay, something. Six, six, six months. months worth of man hours went into this. And so it goes bad because there's... Um, what you're led to believe a robbery basically like mm-hmm. they gun all these people down and they take the coke and the money yeah um now does it ever explain who did that yeah yeah so the guy that works are they are they meant to be italians the other guy the other group like there's the colombian guys led by henry silva yeah and then i think the other guys are supposed to be italian gangsters right yeah um which henry silva Man, I love him. Yeah, he's just a great bad he's guy. He's so good. He looks perfect. He's perfect. Um, yeah, so you know, we have this young girl, young woman in this movie who Chuck Norris is trying to protect at various times, who is the daughter of a of a a gangster. Right. And that gangster is kind of this idiot who is the nephew of the big top gangster on that side of things. And I think they're Italian. They're supposed to be Yeah, Italian. I think so. And so he has set up that robbery. And then he then he fucks off when it goes bad at the beginning right. of the movie. He's like, it's their mom's birthday, and he's like, yeah, yeah and packing he's up and taking asshole. off. Yeah, and the daughter's pissed off. Uh, the mom. daughter who is fifteen, I think it's mentioned at one point. Is it? She was be that young? I think she's supposed to be like eighteen. I don't know, like, because she's taking kids to on a field trip at one point. Yeah, and stuff. The, there's a mention of her age at some point. But, uh, Molly but, Hagen, is but the she's she's young. She's but, young, but she then looked, she kind of looks like Jennifer Lawrence. Did you? Did yeah, kind of. Yeah. But then I got this like weird. I don't know what the fuck kind of vibe you're supposed to get from Chuck Norris and her. Oh, like, I think it's supposed to be fatherly or like protective. I think so, but I'm like, mm-hmm. there was multiple times where I'm <laughs> like, this better not fucking turn. Mm. I never thought that, but. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything romantic going on there. I didn't. I didn't think so either. But I'm like, I don't think Chuck Norris is the type. You know what I mean? Like, the type. Well, when you talk about some of these actors from this era, well, yeah, Seagal, if it was Seagal, Seagal's going to be one of trying to bang this woman in real life. What? <laughs> she's <mind>. eleven. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and even if it was a Van Damme movie, there would be like a sexual angle. I feel like, um, probably anyway. 
but Chuck Norris is like kind of like more virtuous. Yeah, than, he's than a most Christian man. Yeah, well, well we, not, yeah, but even on screen, like he was. I know. Just, I know. He was kind of always an upright character, and even in this movie, he's a cop. But like, I liked that it was like the thing about where, hey, the rest of these cops are doing that stupid, you know, thin blue line brotherhood shit, and he was like, I'm not fucking playing that game. Like you guys are fucking scumbags. Yeah, but I like how. You can see the way, because um, Chuck Norris is looking for that one guy, right? Her dad. Yeah. Um, and the Italian mobsters are doing the same thing as the cops. Yeah, they're not going to tell. They're anything. like, we don't, we don't tell. We don't. Which is where the title comes in, right? Like right. the cops aren't going to talk. They're yeah. not going to squeal on their brother. This cop who kills a kid in the beginning oh, of the movie yeah. and plants a gun on him. That uh, actor is awesome. Yeah, Ralph Foodie. I, you know, so I'm looking at his face and I'm like, I'm hearing him do this gangster voice in my yeah. mind. I'm like, who is Home this guy? Alone. And he's the guy from Home Alone who's yeah. on, like, in the old black and white movie. Yeah. He's like, what is the, what are the lines? They're like, uh, I was like, I uh, believe you, but my Tommy gun don't, or like yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to give you yeah, to, to the, the count, count of three, three. <laughs> to get your lion. No good floor flushing carcass yeah. out my door. That's right. So that's the guy. And it took, I didn't, I was like, I don't, why do I hear this old time gangster voice in my brain when I yeah. see his face? So I had to look him up because I was like, I looked him up too because yeah. I'm like, this guy had to be in so many movies. Yeah. And he was, but like, yeah, Home Alone. Turns out he was also in uh, Above the Law, so the other Andrew Davis movie. That we've done. Yeah, but who is he in Above the Law? I don't remember, but he must be in there as like a gangster or something. And then he's also in another Andrew Davis movie that I actually watched a, like a year or so ago called The Package with Gene Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones, hmm. so, which is a solid uh, action thriller as well. Oh, yeah. Like a, more of a spy kind of espionage one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I don't know. This Andrew Davis, he was, he's pretty good. Like... Uh, He's just solid. Like everything that he makes is at least good. Yeah. Like maybe he didn't make like a ton of like these are all time great movies, but like no, but every one of them seems to have done what it was trying to do, right? Like yeah, he shoots action well. The movie just feels, from a filmmaking perspective, like it's on a different level than say like we did a canon movie last week, right? Yeah, right. Um, it just feels real and even chuck norris i think he uses him really smartly in the movie because chuck norris when he's given too many lines and stuff he can he can you know he's not a great actor so he can be really cheesy and he can be now this is like per like the way this is restrained like using him the proper way yeah he doesn't have to try to convey a lot of emotion or anything like that other than Uh, just like he only has one emotion (laughs) right which is justice (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah i just think they used him exactly how you needed to use a chuck norris in the movie um and i like like you were saying layers there's there's like a few different subplots going on yeah totally so he's like after these guys trying to prevent this gang war and Henry Silva, he's going up against Henry Silva, wants to give him a Colombian necktie. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the interaction in the hospital? Yeah. Or the morgue or wherever they I were. I think it was the hospital, yeah. Um, I loved it. Yeah, Cause, it was Because it's just the like, fuck you. And both of them, just like the way they're like staring each other down, like uh, it was yeah. well done. Henry Silva, perfect. But but you get these other plots. You get this plot about the dirty cops. Yep. And him kind of being a lone wolf in that sense of that, like he's not going to just be part of the brotherhood. 
Um, and he's got like, no real friends. He's got like this young partner that he saddled with who was the guy that witnessed the shooting. And he's kind of like in a moral quandary about what he's trying to do with that. And then he's got Dennis Farina's character is like basically his only real buddy on the force. Who yeah, will that back guy's him up. awesome. Love Dennis Farina. So good. I mean, it's too bad he's sidelined in yeah. most of it. Yeah, he gets shot in the first uh, action set piece and he's kind of like... He's around, but he's not like in the action for most of it. But uh, yeah, I like that whole storyline where the guy shot the kid, and then there's like the um, the investigation, and then you know Chuck Norris takes a stand and he says, you know, yeah, I wanted him off the my squad because he shouldn't be on the streets and all this stuff. And then he's and he says like maybe should no one should be on the streets after thirty years. Like, yeah, exactly. And then. And then you get the shot where um, the dispatch, like he's trying to get back up. And yeah, nobody will come. Nobody back will him cover up. him, and you, he's not. He's not one of the brothers. You hear the dispatch like, "You heard what he did. Mm. Nobody's gonna back him up." Yeah, yeah. And it's like these fucking cops. But I like when movies are like this, where it shows like, okay, yeah, it's a cops, cops and robbers kind of movie, yeah. but. We are not going for like the good guy and the bad guy. Like no. only good person is Chuck Norris, and like everyone else is different yeah, it's shades. Fucking murky. Right? Yeah, and the cops are more like, yeah, the cops are not really good. They're like they're for themselves. They're not for other people, right? And um, yeah, I do like it because it's probably closer to reality. Like cops are not always good. Like it's. You know, I gotta represent John here. Cops <laughs> yeah, are we got not no John. Good. We need to talk about a cab, a cab. But yeah, I mean, I I like that storyline, and yeah, I mean the the rookie. He doesn't get much to say. Um, he does a decent enough job. He does a decent enough job. I guess. Like, I I didn't recognize the actor, but I thought he did pretty good um, playing that sort of thing where he's young he doesn't want to do the wrong thing he wants to like you know he wants to be liked and respected by the other cops i get it like the line where he says like you know after i have to work with these guys yeah right like that's yeah i mean he's just starting right you're just starting and you have to work with these guys like you like you could be dead next week Mm -hmm. yeah if you say something right so or at the very least you're going to be getting harassed and stuff for a long time right yeah Uh, you're always going to be treated like a pariah basically yeah Um, but norris is the only one of course he's got the balls to go in that courtroom and yeah so yeah no this guy should not be a cop chuck norris says a couple lines and but the only one that sticks out that i can remember off top of my head is um he says, I forget where it was, but he says something like, if I wanted information from you, I'd beat it out of you. Yeah, <laughs> right. And he just says it so casually, like as a throwaway line. Like he is not trying to sound cool. No, which he's makes not. it sound cool. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's walking out the door and he just casually says, yeah, if I wanted information from you, I would have, I would beat it out of you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that was great. And there isn't that many one-liners in the movie, but yeah, there's a couple, and I thought they were pretty decent. And like, that's a line I've heard in other movies, but he delivered it. Just oh, he says, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. <laughs> that's that's right. what he says. That's right. 
<laughs> he Great. walks into that bar looking for uh, <laughs> yeah for the Colombians and that and they're like get the fuck out of here man <laughs> yeah um what do you got a death wish <laughs> what we got here motherfucking Charlie Bronson <laughs> um yeah I don't know then we have one more little plot in this movie that doesn't come into play until the end again which is the prowler is being introduced to the police force this robotic drone oh, yeah. thing oh man <laughs> I, I'm like <laughs> I saw that and because like it's the middle of the movie and all of a sudden this prowler is being introduced yeah um, John I think John Mahoney is the character that uh, the actor yeah is. which is awesome yeah he <laughs> just shows up for that one scene yeah just for the one scene which he's great and it's like what the fuck is going like this doesn't belong in I was the like, movie. Which, what direction are we going here? Like this is like some RoboCop shit. Well, I, so I wondered if it was like, well, you know, we got RoboCop and we got all these things going on. Like we need to get a robot. This is before it. RoboCop ever came out. <sighs> That's crazy. <laughs> Probably somebody saw this was like RoboCop. RoboCop. Eh? <laughs> I like it. So yeah, there's, they've got this like police armored unit robot thing that walks around and like shoots machine guns and stuff um and i'm so for it norris doesn't like it when it's being introduced right like right his captain is telling him like oh you guys are all gonna have to learn this thing and uh john mahoney is saying like oh even someone who's not that talented uh, whatever yeah, a can, child can operate yeah, a child this. can operate this thing and it's <laughs> gonna be really effective and then so Norris is like walking out of the meeting, like whatever, fuck this, and uh, and his captain tells the guy like, oh, he pointed at point the gun thing, the ray thing at uh, at Chuck Norris, so that it'll target him, and then he just simply like spins around with his gun and aims it at the guy operating. <laughs> You know, John Mahoney's character, he uses another guy as like cover, <laughs> <laughs> like to, to, to demonstrate basically that, yeah, the thing can easily be compromised, I guess, right. is what the point is. Um, which is funny because then, you know, when we get to the final big action showdown, he fucking uses that thing it works to, great, great. to great effect. Yeah, it works to help great. him out because nobody will back him up, so he needs the prowler. Yeah, uh, I guess, you know, that's why they threw that thing in there. But it's kind of funny to have this whole other element to the movie that felt everything else feel felt very grounded in reality. And then you just have this like one thing that's maybe a little a little much. I mean, if it was Robocop, the guy that he's taking cover behind would be shot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that guy would be shot. And then he you just, have failed to comply. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which would have been hilarious. Yeah. I was almost wondering if something like that was going to happen. <laughs> well, because we got it in our heads from seeing Robocop. Oh, that's yeah, That's exactly totally. what is going to go down. But but uh, yeah, it's a very odd choice to put in this movie because it I mean, doesn't... I it's fun when he it, shows up fun. at the end. It doesn't fit at all. But yeah, it doesn't fit with the other elements of the movie. Whatever. Like, I uh, think they just did it because they're like... They like we needed a believable way for Chuck Norris to take on this whole gang in the, at the end of the movie by himself, right? Because nobody else will back him up. Dennis Free and his character is like injured, so he can't really do much of anything. So we wrote ourselves into a corner there. Well, you could have, you could have yes, easily, you you could have. And then they didn't even have like the young partner back him up. Well, that's the thing. You could have had the rookie back him up. You could have had the rookie on the radio. 
saying like, come on guys, like I got into the, you know, into policing because of this and you guys are letting me down. Whatever sappy bullshit. Right. Yeah. And at one point he gets shot. He doesn't die, of course, because nobody dies. No hero dies in the 80s. <laughs> um, he gets shot. Chuck Norris has to, you know, kill everyone by himself. And you could have had that. Right. You could have had both of those guys backing him up, like being like, hey, man, like, yeah, the, the force is kind of fucked up. But like, we're not all we're not all bad. Yeah. Right. Like, there's, yeah. you know, some of us will back you, man. Or something like that, right? Anything. Although um, I do like the choices they made. I do like the <laughs> robot coming in and fucking everybody up. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's fun. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of the action, like you maybe don't get as many, you know, action scenes as probably we like or we've grown accustomed to. Yeah. Um, but the ones they have are good. Like you've got the foot chase that ends up on the roof of the train and then they dive off into the river in Chicago. Um, yeah, that... <laughs> Those are good dives, man. Those were good dives. There. Those were good dives, but it was like, why? Oh, you gotta have a good foot chase in an action movie. No, right? I know, but it's like if you think about it, it's just like, like <laughs> this guy is just some, like perp. He's just some guy. Yeah. Like, but Chuck Norris does not back the fuck down. <laughs> okay. He's, okay. He's diving into the river off the top of that train. <laughs> I know, but like the girl you're trying to protect is still she's on the train on the, yeah she's back on the train so like he's like a dog man like you he's you know top dog you he, he's a top dog <laughs> once he's got that bone in his sights he's not gonna let it go uh so he's a liability i love that he dives in after that guy <laughs> oh, and then yeah. the guy just gets creamed by a boat that's coming <laughs> through the, ah well shit <laughs> uh, that didn't work out no um then we get that really. I thought probably the best sequence to me was maybe the chase in the tunnels under in underneath Chicago. The same tunnels that the scene from Dark Knight takes place with the with the vans when the Joker's team takes those oh, okay. SWAT vans out. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good chase. They're like they're driving full tilt around these corners and stuff, and you can tell that like they're barely have control of the cars. Yeah. He's that's when he's after the Italian old guy and the other guy that just came back from fucking off the guy who robbed the Colombians at the beginning. Um, And, you know, because it gets out of control, those guys fucking crash and, like, they burn. (laughs) Like, Chuck Norris gets out of the car to try to save them and then he's like, "Uh, fuck, I can't, like, do anything about this. Which is crazy. The the shot that really sold that scene, though, for me was the explosion. The car blows up and then it shows, it's we get an external view of those tunnels from the outside and you see all those fucking flames come out the the side, you know, kind of those mm-hmm. big holes they have in the yeah. side of the tunnels. And they do another shot like that too, actually, when the robot is um, fucking people up in that warehouse at the end, he shoots some rockets at some guys at the top. And then we just see the windows explode out in the yeah. huge explosion. I was like, okay, okay, this looks good. I mean, so when those guys die in the car, it's like, okay, like you're supposed to bring him to the meeting. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is not going to be good. Yeah, I mean, this is the point where he's even Norris is kind of lost it a little, right? Because they killed. He had that old friend of his looking after the uh, the young woman. Oh yeah, and he gets and he gets killed because they find him and yeah. they kidnap her. They have her hung K-Sack. up. They've got Eddie her. Sack is Chuck Norris. Yeah, they've got her uh, hung up, like, and they're torturing her basically at, yeah. the, at the warehouse. Um, a little silly because they probably would have just killed her, not. 
know what, what point was torturing her, right? At that well, point. it's like all these. I guess they didn't know the Italian guys were dead, and so they were maybe using her as a as bait for Chuck Norris and for the Italian dudes. Yeah, true. But and you do get the um, the end fight scene um, with Henry Silva, mm-hmm. and you think he's dead, but he's not. Of and course, he comes back, <laughs> and then Chuck's got to take care of him. Yeah, uh, but that's a fun scene too. Like we talked about the robot coming in, the robot's doing a lot of the heavy work because there's so many guys like mowing guys down. But Chuck Norris has got a pump, like like uh, what do you call it, pistol grip, sawed off shotgun, and he's he's blasting fools left and right with that thing. Yeah, he runs out of shells. Yep. Um, he's getting. Then he pulls out, of course, like a big hand cannon, like <laughs> you know, revolver, uh-huh. <laughs> classic. Again, dirty. This was a dirty, 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 dirty movie. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All in all, like I don't regret watching it. Like I. No, not at all. Um, it makes me want to watch another Chuck Norris movie. To well, be yeah. With you. And here's the thing: I honestly think this is. We did Above the Law. I think this is probably actually a better movie than Above the Law, the Seagal movie, which oh, I like. Well, which I liked well enough. John would not be happy. Well, he doesn't like that one. Did he, he likes Above the Law. Does he? Or Out for Justice? He likes. He likes. Well, no, I don't know which ones he likes. I don't know if he likes any Seagals really. I think he thinks his. I think he said his favorite is. I think he out said Out for, for justice, justice. Yeah. But we did Above the Law. I don't know. It's probably two, three years ago already now. And I remember being like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. I can't even remember which one above the law is. Well, it has a very similar plot to Out for Justice. Um, and it has Henry Silva as the villain. And then um, the guy from the opening scene of this where they do the drug deal, there's that guy that has that weird fucking mullet. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? He's like the white dude that meets up with the guy and the guy brings him to the drug deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got that weird ass hair. He's like the, he's like the bartender in Above the Law. Oh, okay. That Seagal like beats up and ruins his bar, which is like the same scene that they do again in Out for Justice. But right, um, he's just a weird looking dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked this pretty well. Like I liked it plot wise, easily the strongest plot wise of the Chuck Norris movies we've seen. Yeah, I mean it has a plot. It has one. It has right? a couple actually. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. So. Usually Chuck Norris movies don't. I mean, or I mean, that's like Invasion USA, it's a very simple plot, but it fucking works. Yeah, that works and that works more because it's unhinged and yeah. like there's a ton of action and it's crazy yeah. and the bad guys are nuts and And I mean Top Dog has so many fucking layers. <laughs> That like you can't even. It's not even in the same we're gonna, league. To, you know, we're gonna have to revisit Top Dog again and again. Because oh, we you're will gonna peel back those onion layers. Oh hell each yeah! Time. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, like it, I, I maybe my opinion's changing a little on Chuck Norris. He's not becoming my favorite or anything, but when you use him properly, he, he's he's got some good movies. You know. Well. I'm a little Chuck curious about some of these other <laughs> movies that he has. Yeah, I mean, I would re- I would like to do Lone Wolf McQuaid at some point. Right. Um, like I haven't seen Missing o- in Action uh, two. I remember being pretty good. The only Chuck N- Norris movies I've seen are the ones I've watched for the podcast. Right. Yeah. I never watched a Chuck. The Norris Octagon movie. was one of the earliest movies we did, oh my which God. we never. I don't think we put that out actually. Ninja, it was one ninja, of our ninja. testing episodes we did, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
but we all hated it at the time. I it if, uh, sucks. It's pretty bad. It's fucking bad. But, I was actually talking to someone about that movie. But recently. you got the fight scene at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, you got that cool showdown. Yeah, right. Um, but the other thing about this one, I guess, compared to a lot of other Chuck Norris movies, is that you know most of his movies are martial arts based kind of movies, and this isn't that. This is more. Like, yeah, he does throw some punches and kicks in this. We see him training in that one scene in the gym where he's doing some martial oh, arts stuff. Oh, you gotta do some training. Yeah, but... Hey, you gonna sh- <laughs> sign this petition? Sign the petition? Get him back on the... <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll pass. <laughs> um, but but it's not really a karate movie. Like, even when he faces... It's mostly, like, shootouts and stuff. And, you know, he punches a couple guys here and there. But, like, yeah. it's not really, like, one of his normal movies this one was actually pretty well received i was reading about some Hmm. of the critical reception and people seem to like this one siskel and ebert fucking liked it whoa yeah they were like you know saying about how this isn't like other chuck norris movies this is uh it's been a while since we had a good gritty cop movie and blah 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 so so he did this and he's like "Eh, i'm going back to going back to canon well i think you had a contract with canon yeah yeah i get it um and, you know, maybe the canon movies were faster and easier to make. Like, you know, I don't think they those were long shoots probably for those types of movies. Probably not. And he probably got paid pretty good. So it's like you just pump these out. Yeah, no, he had a good he had a good con- I'm sure he had a good contract with them. He pumped them like him and Charles Bronson. They were just pumping out movies. For yeah. Canon, and then you right? do Texas Ranger for however many years. <laughs> yeah. You're set. Yeah. Um. The thing I, Chuck Norris, interesting dude. Like, yeah, he's got like very different politics than us. But like, when you, when I read stories about him, unlike a guy like Seagal, where everyone's like, this guy fucking sucks. He's an asshole. He's a rapist. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a, yeah, he's a liar. You know, he's a fucking egomaniac. All this shit. Yeah. Every time I read stuff about Chuck Norris, the people that have worked with him and stuff, they're like, He's the nicest, nicest man. Like he's so nice and he's very kind and he patient and blah, blah, blah. So like, I'm like, well, okay, that's, that speaks a lot to his character. It's because he has Christian morals. And <laughs> I don't um, think it is because of that. I think he's probably just a good guy. And listen, you can only get those morals if you're Christian. So <laughs> we wouldn't know anything about we that. We wouldn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm sure that he is really good to the people he works with and he probably knows enough to not mix necessarily his political views with a job. Um, Maybe he does. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like it. It But it doesn't seem like it. And it's smart because like, sure. How are you going to keep working? Exactly. Especially in Hollyweird, if you put your conservative <laughs> values out okay. there. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed um, it. Like you said, now I'm actually looking forward to whatever the next Chuck Norris movie is that we'll uh, I'm end up looking doing. forward to be let down. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope we stay I'll have on to this. go back to Top Dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only guarantee. Yeah. That we're going to. What about sidekicks? <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, man. Yeah. Another kid's film. Oh, right you'll, on. You'll enjoy it. You'll nice. Love it. Look forward to it. All right. Should we get to the ratings? Yeah. Let's talk ratings. All right. So, um, my reaction is a six. Overall, it ends up being a six. Nice. 
I, I, while we were talking about this, I bumped my reaction up to a seven. Oh, okay. And I get my overall score ends up being a 6.4. Nice. So, so yeah, I, I thought it was solid. Overall 6.2. So that puts it, it's tied with two other movies at uh, 106 with The Running Man and oh, yeah. Die Hard 4. Int- oh, interesting. Um, I th- my my reaction is to put this between them. To uh, I can't go ahead of the Running Man. I think that's just such a fun movie. Yeah, so many fun elements in that movie. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is a better made movie than Die Hard Four, <laughs> Live Free or Die Hard, if you will. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. So, Die Hard Four, eh. I mean, I, I actually, I'm like one of the few people who will defend Die Hard 4. I think it's a fun movie, but I can't s- sit here and tell you it's a better movie than that. I mean, Die Hard 4, is it better than Die Hard 2? No, it's not better Well, it currently sits one ahead of it. Yes, but that's just how it goes. <laughs> just how it goes and on this list. two ahead of Mission Impossible, the first one. Wow. That's, yeah, that's kind of brutal. I mean. Don't tell, don't advertise people to the, like, to the people that. Our list makes no fucking sense, and James. And five <laughs> ahead, five ahead of Marked for Death. Oh. That, there's something wrong here. <laughs> there is a rot. There's a rot the okay, core of the system. That we need to cut out. It's called arbitrarily <laughs> ra- ranking things at the end of uh, every episode. It's, I know, I know. It just ends up where it ends up. Fuck. Okay. You know, maybe one day we'll have a f- we'll find a way to like shuffle the shuffle the list i don't i don't think so i mean it seems seems very it would be very challenging you might as well roll a dice because (laughs) yeah because that's what it seems like sometimes when you look at the list but well when you've had mostly three different people input and then how you however you feel on that day yeah and you know all that stuff and then the longer we do it the more we're like you know what fuck it yeah that movie is actually a lot yeah. better than we said it was yeah so you kind of loosen up in your uh you know at first you're trying to be all strenuous like, like no we have no. to adhere to the list and the <laughs> rules and yeah. we have integrity <laughs> we have some sort of integrity and now it's like fuck it we don't have integrity now we know that's not true yeah <laughs> that's a bunch of bullshit if you don't like it suck my dick <laughs> <laughs> you being the other people yeah. on the podcast yeah the other like, people <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, I'm glad I picked a Chuck Norris movie. I was kind of unsure at first. Uh, I know you never when I, know when I mentioned Chuck Norris, you're like, oh, Chuck Norris, oh boy, here oh, we here, go, <laughs> here we go, James and his right wing agenda again, <laughs> trying to get trying sneak to... that in there. <laughs> but you know, I actually enjoyed it, so uh, I'm glad we watched it for sure. Um, Thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Action Action Podcast. You can talk to Dustin. Uh, we got a bunch of new shirts out. We yeah. just just posted today uh, our Gore Horror shirt. Finally, a Gore Horror shirt. You know, we've been talking about the Gore Horror shirt. I think we talked about an idea a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, resurrecting that gore whore. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. Uh, now I'm addicted to making T-shirts. So <laughs> uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, you can check out our list at Letterbox or on Letterbox at Action Action. 
Uh, we're at like 234 or 35 movies, so... It's getting big. Um, it seems like it's stalled at 230-something. Yeah, for some, like, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, but whatever. We'll get there eventually. And um, thanks for listening. You can find us on Patreon as well. Uh, become a supporter. We appreciate yeah, all the support, get on there, support we get. You might get, some, you might get some of this merch if you sign up at the right level. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And um, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Let's go, guys.